Mauna Loa, an active volcano on the island of Hawaii, has been slowly calming its flow of lava after erupting a few weeks ago. Scientists have been measuring the tremor signals and sulfur dioxide emission levels attentively as the flow of lava almost made its way to the state highway bordering the northeast rift zone. One of its observers, USGS Hawaii volcano observer and geologist Drew Downs, explained the Mauna Loa eruptions to ONZ Pacific reporter Jan Kohout. The past historical eruptions of Mauna Loa, of which, you know, there have been over 30 eruptions from Mauna Loa in the past 200 years. And all of those seem to indicate that once an eruption starts to wane like this, it doesn't come back to life uh, vigorously. So we, we can't obviously say what the future holds. And Mauna Loa is an active volcano. So, of course, it is going to erupt in in the future. We know that. But this episode um, seems unlikely that it will reactivate. And how far in the future a new eruption would occur, we can't say for sure. I've seen in a lot of updates just um, tremor signal. Can you explain that a little bit? Oh, yes. So one of the ways we monitor earthquakes, or not earthquakes, volcanoes, is through earthquakes. So... You know, an earthquake, and you get a lot of those in New Zealand, is when the ground shifts and cracks and you get a signal. And those are quite easy to pinpoint where they are on the volcano. When you actually start getting the magma moving and erupting at the circle, it's not just, you know, one earthquake, boom, you get a jolt and you're done. It's actually a tremor that it just keeps shaking. As long as the magma is erupting at the surface, you get a continuous shaking, which is called a tremor. And that's what we see associated with these fissure vents that open on the side of not only Mauna Loa, but Kilauea in 2018 and at its summit more recently. And that's just this signal of we've got a volcano erupting. The ground around that fissure where the magma is coming from depth to the surface is just constantly pulsing and shaking around it. And that's what the tremor is. So it's not a just single your rock cracks, it breaks, you got an earthquake. It's it's a continuous shaking as long as the eruption's going on. Interesting. So when you get close to there, do, do, do you feel the shaking? Is, is, is it quite... Yeah. No, I've been up there and sat right next to Fisher 3 on a couple occasions now, and you sit on the ground and you, you just feel the rocks vibrate. It's a noticeable vibration. And, and a lot of people were able to just come quite close to it and and just observe it so it's it seemed more like you know quite a a spectacle of nature rather than a destructive sort of uh phenomenon um which which is quite interesting so it's obviously not as bad as the 2018 one as you said right yeah and that's all about location right there had this been in a different location it could have been a a very different story but Mauna Loa, uh, much like Kilauea, tends to have eruptions concentrated in certain areas, um, the main one being the summit. But then it's got two rift zones coming off of it, one to the northeast and one to the southwest. So if you don't get your eruption at the summit, or even if you do, it can migrate to one of those two rift zones. In this case, it went to the northeast rift zone, and luckily there is... You know, a lot of that's national park land or state land that is really high altitude. So 
no one lives up there due to how high it is. And there's not a whole lot of roads or other infrastructure other than the weather stations up there. So it really was um, a good scenario, not only for where the eruption occurred and not destroying infrastructure, but also for people being able to view exactly what was going on with the eruption, because you've got Saddle Road right there. And since this was such a slow moving lava flow creeping towards Saddle Road, the county decided to leave it open and it made for great viewing for anyone who wanted to go see what exactly is going on on Mauna Loa. It's, it's interesting because um, the, the underwater volcano in uh, Tonga, when it erupted, had huge effects. And I was just wondering, maybe because it's obviously like a quite um, an ongoing eruption every decade, maybe the hole is so open it doesn't flow a huge amount of ash everywhere. And th- this, is, this is really different from the volcano like the one in Tonga, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so there's different processes that make volcanoes. The one in Tonga is formed through what's called subduction. That's where one of the tectonic plates slides under the other one. And volcanoes like that tend to be a lot more explosive than what you get at Hawaii, which is a hotspot volcano. So it's where a plume is coming up underneath uh, the big island or right near it and kind of melting the crust underneath at 10 kilometers or more depth. And those tend to be a lot more gentle eruptions, mostly lava flows. You can get ash associated with them, but nothing like that big ash plume that you saw in Tonga. And also for Hawaii, the mountains of Mauna Loa and Kilauea, they're quite at high altitude. So a lot of the the sulfur that's coming up, the gas that's coming up, gets blown away quite quickly. Um, It can pond and places where there are people so you know you can notice the smog look but you tend not to get as much gas and ash with a volcano like hawaii compared to those in tonga